0: cheeseheads get on your feet it's curd and law hosted by sparky fiker and ryan horvath
1: Hey, it's C-Sparky Fiber, 50 a.m. The fan We're from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Ryan Horvath, at MGM Tonight, uh, off today. Uh, and he'll be back next week in his place. Our guest, uh, Zach Jacobson, Packers beat writer for CBS Sports. Follow him on Twitter like so many of you do at It's Zachary J. And I say Packer beat writer for CBS Sports, uh, as we all know. But he so just got a little uh, promotion over there at Packer Report. So fill us in on your promotions, Zach.
0: Well, um, first of all, thank you for having me. Sure. Uh, I've just been, I've been grinding away with Pack Report for the last three and a half years, you know, since I got there in August of 2019. And since Ross Uglum took over, now he's kind of stepping away uh, to pursue a really cool opportunity in his, in his life. And I'm really happy for him and I'm so psyched for him. Uh, so kind of the, uh, I'm the editor-in-chief now. And kind of just the leadership responsibilities and just getting the site in order, making sure everybody's on task and making sure just everything is, you know, rolling and meshing the way it should be. That falls on my shoulders now. So everything Packer Report puts out, how that team looks, the, the, the content, the you know, structure of the content, the professionalism, it all now reflects pretty much on me. So, you know, I'm just I'm really happy and I'm really I'm in love with the team we have. Like, I love everybody we have there. And you know, I think it's just a, it's a one big family, I think there, and it's going to be growing as well. So I'm really excited.
1: And Packer fans would like to be in love with their current football team. I mean, unfortunately I don't think uh, we are at that point yet. Uh, I-, I saw you talking about, uh, I think it was yesterday about how this is going to be a pretty much an absolute travesty. Uh, if this Aaron Rodgers deal doesn't get done with the jets, prior to this draft coming up uh, on the 27th. So with that being said, uh, I want to hear your side of this as far as if this deal doesn't get done by the 27th, what does that then mean for the
0: Packers going forward? If it doesn't get done by night one or even night two of the draft, then at that point, things just kind of, in my opinion, will be kind of awkward, you know, because then you go, you go into the summer when there is, I mean, they already have, you know, uh, off season workouts coming up this next week, but they're going to have mandatory mini camp. They're going to be going into training camp. It's the summer slate of practices and there's a good chance. Aaron Rodgers will still be on the roster. Now there's like no sense of urgency. If it doesn't, if it doesn't get done before the first two nights of the draft, there's no sense of urgency because I mean that option bonus in Aaron Rodgers' contract, it has to be picked up between the first day of the new league year and the start of the regular season. So the Packers technically, they don't really have that hard deadline until September. September first yep. week of September. Yeah, so you know things will get awkward, and especially that's like the last thing you want for a guy like Jordan Love, who he has been sitting quietly on the bench for these last three years. He has been just doing his work. He's been just doing him, and he's been soaking in all this knowledge, absorbing like a sponge to to prepare to eventually be this team's starting quarterback. The last thing he needs is the media circus. The same thing that Aaron Rodgers. Went through when Brett Favre was out of Green Bay in the summer of 2008. The, like they need to keep that history from repeating itself. Because yeah, it turned out great. Aaron Rodgers became one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Maybe it was good for him, but you don't want to have to go through that, you know. So for Jordan Love, it's it's kind of imperative that this is his football team. It's going to be his football team regardless, but it's imperative that it's his football team. By the time summer rolls around and it's ridiculous that we're getting to this point where it's like, oh, well, hopefully it's done by by the start of the summer practice by by mandatory minicamp in June. It this it shouldn't be getting to this point. I feel like they'll have a deal done on the night of the draft. I feel like everyone is just kind of anticipating that. Um, But yeah, it, it would be very, very awkward for both parties if Aaron Rodgers is still on this roster come mandatory minicamp. Do you think this Packers
1: front office has handled this the correct way as far as how they went along with this process with Aaron Rodgers this offseason uh, and getting to the point where they currently are sitting?
0: Aaron Rodgers is a very complex person, or as Mark Murphy would say, he's a complicated fella. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think there's 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 really an easy way to handle this or a right way or a wrong way. You're parting ways with the greatest arguably the greatest player in your franchise's history, one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, a guy who won you a Super Bowl, a four-time MVP, the the one of the most talented quarterbacks this league has ever seen, and you drafted his replacement three years ago in the spring of 2020. There is no easy way to go about this. There's no right way. There's no wrong way. It's just it, it has to be done and fair compensation is really going to be in the eye of the beholder because I have seen Packer fans saying, okay, I want this whole thing to be over with. Take a freaking conditional 2024 fourth round pick and just get him off this roster. The big bonus with trading Aaron Rodgers is getting his contract off the books. That's a big bonus for the Packers and something that they're trying to achieve, but you don't want to trade away one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. The greatest player in your franchise's history for, for peanuts. You know, you're not trying to get an order of cheese curds for Aaron Rodgers. That's not gonna, right? That's that's not okay. So the Packers, they, I mean, they ideally you want premium draft picks that you can use this year to help Jordan Love to bolster this roster, so he has a very, uh, you know, fruitful first year as a starter. I I, I can't imagine any GM going through something like this. I mean, Ted Thompson did it, but there is still polarizing both sides. There is no universal agreement. So there's no right way to ship off a legend like Brett Favre or a legend like Aaron Rodgers. I I
1: think it's been a complete failure by this front office. I think they've done an absolute crappy job at it. I think they've been horrible at it first off and foremost. I I don't quite understand why we're getting Aaron Rodgers to pick his team when there are plenty of teams around the national football league. that may have had interest in Aaron Rodgers. And if you listen to Brian Gutekunst talk about it, it's Aaron Rodgers' representatives told him they'd like to go to the Jets. And Goody said, okay, sounds good. Go ahead, and talk to him. So, first off, my first issue is this should have been opened up to whoever wanted, had interest in Aaron Rodgers. Then, once you have the compensation that you like with however many teams there are, right? So, let's say you'd agree to a compensation, a pa- trade package is worked out with three teams. Then you go to Rodgers and go, okay, these are the three teams we have a deal with. What would you like to do? Which team would you like to go to? Would you like to meet with all three of them? How do you want this to go? Your pick of how you want this to work. We're we're comfortable doing any one of these three deals. You tell us how we want this to go. But instead of doing it that way, they said, oh, the Jets, one team. Sure. Okay. Go ahead, Woody Johnson and front office. Go fly out to California, meet with them. No, we haven't worked on any trade compensation necessarily, but we'll worry about that later if you guys get this done. So now they get it done. He goes in that he comes out of his hole, does McAfee says he's 90% retired going in, then finds out they don't want him. So now he's motivated to play again. So now he wants to play. Now apparently, Woody Johnson's old ass is all bent out of shape because he doesn't know if he's gonna have him for more than one year. So now he doesn't want to give up a a potential first round pick in 2024. And this thing is a complete mess. And I said a couple weeks ago, they should have just said, you know what, this is the deal. Deal is I, I need to know by April 13th or April 14th, whatever. If you're in or you're not on this on this package, if you're not, that's fine. And I'm not saying we won't make a deal with you eventually, but I'm opening this up to every other team in the National Football League to make a deal with before the draft. And I'm going to have two weeks to see if I can work out something else. And if you all want to play ball, get back to us. Otherwise, we're opening it up. Now you're sitting here and you're getting closer and closer to the draft. And if this deal doesn't get done, you get no compensation this year at all. He's still on your roster. Now you're going to get past the draft. Now, if they are actually good next year, the compensation is not going to be nearly as good as what it would have been this year because they're going to be picking at the end of each round if they're as good as they think they're going to be uh, going forward. I, I just, I think Goody screwed this whole thing up from, from the word go. I,
0: I think this whole thing was handled very poorly. I think allowing Aaron Rodgers to choose a team that he wants to go to, I, I think there's a sense of mutual respect because these both sides, they're not parting ways the way Brett Favre Parted ways from the Packers in two thousand eight. There's not that that sense of animosity or, yeah, uh, yet, yeah. That's it's that's, growing. That's,
1: I'll tell you right now. This deal not being done, it's going to start to grow with twelve. It's going to the fact that he's not still been traded in this whole deal. Eventually, it's going to start to boil over, and that's the the fearful part. Right? Is like you were talking about the mandatory OTA happens after the draft. What happens if he walks in in the building? What then? What are you going to do? What happens if he walks into training camp? What then? He, he, then he's, he's going to go bright far and here we go and it's going to be the same thing as we had before.
0: And he technically can do those yes. things because he's under contract so they can't tell him no. I I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to get to a point with the Jets where if they're not giving the Packers fair compensation or giving them back like what, what they want or what they feel is fair, which is a first round value, maybe it's not necessarily pick number 13, but Brian Gutekunst wants a first-round value, whether that's 42 and 43 and something else. He just wants that value. Now, if it gets to a point where they're not getting that, I feel like at some point Brian Gutekunst is going to say, "Okay, you know what, Aaron, we tried. We tried to do you a favor because, again, we're not parting ways on harsh terms. We don't right. hate each other as far as you know, as far as anyone on the outside is concerned. We tried send you to New York where you wanted to play, where you intend to play. Didn't work out." Now we're gonna start calling those other teams back that may be called and inquired a, a couple months ago, because they did. There were a couple of other teams that called about Aaron Rodgers, and obviously the Packers aren't really gonna entertain that when Aaron Rodgers said outright, "I want to play for the Jets." Now maybe I feel like Aaron Rodgers is playing a bigger role in this than a lot of people think, as far as he is and. Um, Someone someone actually alluded to this and, and said that it could have been one of the a, a scenario, but Aaron Rodgers telling the Jets, hey, don't don't send this back. Don't send a first-round pick back. Don't send this and that back because, I mean, if he's going to play for the Jets, he needs he needs a, a, a solid team built around sure. him. He needs those picks invested into positions that he feels the Jets could use to make a Super Bowl run because this is going to be a one, potentially two-year window where the Jets need to win with Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. So, Aaron Rodgers maybe he has a little more influence in this, you know, than than people think.
1: I, uh, I, I, from my my perspective on this whole thing, I, I would love to know where Lafleur is on this because Lafleur has dodged and sidestepped every time this thing comes up, as far as whether or not he's in favor of moving on from Rodgers or not, and where he's at. I think Goody oh. and Mark Murphy are clearly on on the board of we're done dealing with this dude. Like, let's go. Enough is enough. And thanks to Tom Clemens, Jordan Love appears to be a lot more ready than he was prior to Tom Clemens getting here. And it appears Tom Clemens is staying, which makes me very, very happy and excited because I thought if Rodgers was going to get traded, Tom Clemens was going to go back into retirement and Jordan Love was going to get a different quarterback coach and who knows which way it goes. So I'm pretty excited about that going forward, right? So now you look at free agency. They've done nothing at all, nothing. They're sitting here and they're watching. Okay, now you've got the draft coming up in a couple of weeks. If this deal doesn't happen, and they have a first and a second. I'm I'm on board with trading it back in the first round. I don't I don't need 15. I'm good. You look at who got invited to the NFL draft in Kansas City. There's not a single tight end on that list. And it's what is it? The top 15 or top 20 guys that are getting invited. Not a single tight end, which tells me the Packers. Weren't planning on taking a tight end at 15 anyhow, clearly, because the NFL, I'm sure, called around all these teams, getting an idea of what players are you considering in, in, in this slot. Uh, and obviously, tight end did not come up for any of these top 20 teams. So they can simply move back if they want to. They could take a wide receiver back there. They could take a tight end back there. Now, the one position they may not get if somebody falls to 15 would be an edge rusher, right? If there's a good edge rusher there uh, at 15, and then maybe they have to stay there and take that guy if somebody falls to them. But outside of that, if there's not a good edge rusher, I think you could still move back to 20, still get a good cornerback probably if you're looking at cornerback, if you don't want to draft a wide receiver or a tight end in the first round and pick up some more draft capital. I I think it's imperative that they get another second or another third round pick here uh, in this draft to continue to add to this roster going forward if they're not going to get the picks
0: for Aaron Rodgers this year. No, I, I completely agree. I, this class, it's, it's, deeper than it is top heavy like this this isn't like one of those classes where like oh we absolutely need to ter- trade up into the top 10 to land this generational football player right. that is going to immediately help our football team there's there th- this is a deep class on the edge deep class of wide receiver there's a solid group of tight ends really really solid group of tight ends like the Packers can wait until day two to take a tight end and they'll still end up with someone like maybe maybe Dalton uh, Dalton Kincaid slips out of the first round maybe Michael Mayer slips out of the yeah, first round guys that they like and Kincaid is actually visiting the Packers next week now that he's medically checked out so they have you know they're gonna have so many options at tight end and I mean they they absolutely need to add to that room they haven't when when Aaron Rodgers took over as the starter in 2008 they spent a third round pick on Jermichael Finley now that may have been oh actually they drafted another I think it was James Starks they drafted in the third round no no no, no. Mor- Morgan Burnett I think was their last like truth hit in the third round and that was 2010 so Jermichael Finley was like one of their last good third round picks. They haven't hit at the position ever since. Now I'm still holding out hope for Josiah DeGuara, but I mean, after letting Robert Tunyon walk, it is in Mercedes Lewis might not come back. That is, I think, by far the most efficient position on the roster right now. Like they need bodies there, potentially even two. Yeah. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset. Agreed. If, if in those in the first two two nights of the draft, if they drafted two tight ends, I, I would not be surprised at all because they desperately need that. Jordan Love needs a guy that is able to stretch the field vertically and be that safety net, the security blanket underneath. I think. I, I also wouldn't be surprised if their first two picks, whether it's in the first and the second, or you know they trade back out of the first and pick up a bunch of second rounders, whatever ends up happening, I wouldn't be surprised if it is purely pass catchers, wide receiver, tight end. I would not be surprised if that's the that's the route they go. I I've given up a long time ago expecting them to draft a first round wide receiver, so I'm I'm not even going to try and predict. See, now that.
1: again, if JS7 is there at 15, I'm in. Draft him. I'm good. Like, don't need to move back. I love that kid. I'll take him. Now there are some people. Yeah. Who was it? Somebody on Twitter today told me because Zay Flowers uh, is invited to the draft, uh, and somebody tweeted at I me and said he had heard that he might actually be the first wide receiver taken, which would be. A surprise to me if that actually happened, but he's invited, so he's gonna go somewhere in the top uh 20. But I, I I'd be all for that. I don't think he's gonna get to him. Uh, but if somehow or another he were to fall to 15 and they were to go that way and have him with Watson and Romeo Dobbs and Touré and those guys, I'd I'd feel pretty good about those chances. I know a lot of Packer fans love them some Jalen Hyland from Tennessee. Uh, mm-hmm. and you know, that's a guy in the second round that you may be able to snag in the second round that'll get to you.
0: I completely agree. The The best part about this is, like, I don't think they can go wrong, whether it's it's going to be Zay Flowers, Jalen Hyatt, or or um, JSN, or even Quentin Johnson. yeah, They, they, they have – They they're told – I just read an article on CBS Sports. They
1: told him somewhere between 20 and 28 is what the NFL told him to expect to where he'd be drafted.
0: There you go. And so we'll see if that actually happens. I, I I feel like trying to predict the draft in any capacity is just a complete crapshoot because we we know absolutely nothing. Like so many people thought, Zay Flowers was going to slip out of the first round. And now he's yes. getting a top twenty invite. He's yep. he's going to be there. He's probably going to go in the top twenty. So it's just it's you know such a it's it's such a crapshoot. But regardless, the point still remains the same. Like no matter what, the Packers need pass catchers. They need to get Jordan Love some help and another guy they drafted for Aaron Rodgers in two thousand eight, Jordy Nelson. They spent a second round pick on him. Yep. So. You know, they need to take that same blueprint and and fortify the offense, supply Jordan Love, help him out, whether whether they get the Aaron Rodgers deal done before then or not. Your guys over at CBS Sports uh, released uh, the, the latest odds
1: uh, in the NFC North, uh, win total-wise, uh, coming out of Las Vegas. I want to get your thoughts. Over, under, I'll give you the number. You tell me which way you play it. Nine so, and a half over, under for the Detroit Lions. They have them winning the division in Vegas.
0: I'm going to I'm going to take I'm going to take the under. But the thing is, not by much. I could see them winning the division with 8-9 wins. So the division is not going to be that good is where
1: you're going with that comment. Correct. Right. And I was talking to Jeff Rieger from the Ticket in Detroit. Him and I were texting back and forth. He's been at Curtin lawn before. He used to work here at the radio station. And there is some conversations being had in Detroit about them moving up into the top 4. To Arizona at three to take a quarterback. So, uh, if if Detroit decides to do that, uh, then if they end up being both their first round picks or whatever they end up moving up to get them, uh, then they're not going to get as good as as much talent. But if they stay with both their first round picks and they take say Robinson the running back out of Tennessee, and they take JSN out of Ohio State, and you had those two guys to what they already have on that football team on the offensive side of the ball that'd be amazing. Now again, I know what you're saying. Well, they need defense. Their defense is god awful. Why wouldn't they draft defense? Yeah, that's probably true, but Jared Goff isn't going to win you football games. You have to have special talent around him and let him kind of get the weapons, the ball, and adding two players like that to that offense in a dome would be amazing.
0: Yeah, and now they're going to have they're going to have the luxury of a healthy Jameson Williams going into the season yes, which they didn't have last year. In Alabama. Yep. I my worst fear okay from a Packers perspective worst fear they trade up for a quarterback and it ends up being Anthony Richardson who I think is going to be he's he's going to be remarkable he's going to be really good uh as a football fan that would be so much fun seeing Anthony Richardson in in Detroit with that team I think I I don't think they necessarily like yeah their defense is bad but I don't think they they necessarily need to hold on to those two first round picks for the sole purpose of, you know, supplementing their roster and making it, making it better. Cause I, I don't, I don't think they're two players away. You know, right. I, I don't think they're, they're that close, but they still have a really good roster. They need a quarterback. Jerry Goff isn't going to be the answer. He, he got you the job done last year. Didn't make the playoffs, but they had a solid year, a, a year that he, they can build off of. And that, that team clearly has chemistry through the roof. Like, they're, they're a fun, easy team to root for. I wish Jamal Williams was still there because I would probably like them even more. But I think if they end up with Anthony Richardson, then I'm I'm not going to make any... You know, I'm not gonna cement anything in stone right now on April 14th, but they could they could win the division. I think I think they end up winning the MC North. I'm not there on Anthony Richardson. I'm even
1: less there on Will Levis. And being a Colts fan as well, I'm scared to death they're gonna end up with Will Levis at four. And that, that scares the crap out of me. But either way, uh Minnesota Vikings over under eight and a half. Uh Vikings predicted second uh out in Las Vegas.
0: Thoughts on the Vikings? I am also going to take the under on that, but not not by much. Like I can see that maybe like anywhere between six and eight wins. Like that that roster is stinky. Yeah, this is a make or
1: break year for Cousins to get another big deal contract year, baby. He's going to show out. I got a feeling. (laughs) I'm telling you, this man nobody makes money better for what he has been given by God than Kirk Cousins. This man has made a, a crazy amount of money over the course of his career because. He knows how to play the system to a certain degree, and if he goes out and has a good year, it may not be in Minnesota, but somebody's going to give that dude a
0: boatload of money. He has like it's almost every single year he finishes the year with like respectable, yes, above average numbers. It's oh. it's it's actually insane. Like I I dislike Kirk Cousins just as a football player and just as a person. I just think he's really weird. Yeah, sure, but. But I mean, his numbers at the end of the year, all the time, he's up there in the conversation as like the most statistically like above average quarterbacks, and it's just it's so strange. Uh, he, the thing is with him, obviously, he can't like really like uplift teams to the point of either getting into the playoffs or advancing in the playoffs. That's obviously the biggest bugaboo with him. But regardless, um, yeah, I just I that that roster is just not good. That's just like Kirk right. Cousins. You can say what you want about him, but that that roster is just stinky.
1: Next one. Now they got the Packers in third. Some places have the Packers in last. They have the Packers in third over or under seven and a half for the Green Bay Packers. And you can put me down for over on this one. Go ahead. Seven and a half. I got them over at this point because for the pretty much, I think this defense will not be worse than last year. And maybe it's a pipe dream at this point. Number one. Uh, and number two, I think Jordan Love's going to be better than people uh, are anticipating going into this season. I think Lafleur's is finally going to get to run the offense that he wants with Jones and A.J. Dillon. Uh, and again, like you said, they're going to have to add some help here through this draft. And hopefully uh, whoever they draft can can get on board quickly with what they're trying to do on offense uh, and not be, you know, not knowing where they're supposed to be on offense like happened to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but from
0: that perspective, I say over seven and a half for the Packers. What about you? I am overly optimistic, just both about the Packers and about Jordan Love. Sorry, my dog is going crazy right now. That's oh, all right. Hey, Tasa, come on. Hey, lay down, lay down. That's <laughs> Sorry, all right. about go that. ahead. No, I. The thing is, like they brought back for the most part the same roster as last year. You know, they they brought back Keyshawn Nixon. That was a priority re-signing for them. Yeah. They even signed a with what little money they were able to spend, they signed Traverius more safety who I think could be another, another uh, bargain bin signing for Brian Gutekunst. You know, he, he has, he has made a habit out of picking up these guys off the street and turning them into solid role players. And clearly special teams was a big point of emphasis for the Packers this off season, just keeping that unit together and building off of what Rich Pasaccia did in year one. So defensively they're, they're still together. The rookies, uh, uh, hopefully more playing time for Devontae Wyatt, quay walker is expected you know expecting him to take a bigger jump and you know special teams defense that's that's two-thirds of the battle and offensively like this is this is the biggest thing with jordan love he doesn't need to be aaron Rodgers. what he needs to do is play within the structure of the system which is matt Lafleur's system he needs to play quarterback the way it was intended in that system take what's available to him play in rhythm no none of that off scripts you know schoolyard kind of stuff that aaron Rodgers did for most of his career when aaron Rodgers won his most two recent mvps in 2020 and 2021 he was playing within the offense he was playing in the rhythm of the offense he wasn't he wasn't trying to be superman like he was early in his career when matt lafleur got to the packers the big thing about his offense is it's meant to prolong careers make life easier for the quarterback i feel like you know, and this goes back to kind of what you were talking about earlier about how Matt LaFleur feels about the whole Aaron Rodgers thing. I think he's elated to an extent because Jordan Love will be a guy that he can mold from scratch or has been molded sure. from scratch to play within his offense, to play his style. So I think they could actually be about as good as they were last year, if not better. As good or
1: not better. That, that would be amazing. Last place team, the Chicago Bears They also have seven and a half uh, as far as their over-under. Now, obviously, last year, Fields came on running the football more than throwing the football, uh, and they've added a lot of pieces through free agency uh, this offseason, especially on the defensive side of the ball, adding some uh, impact players at the linebacker position. Over-under seven and a half for the Bears, Zach Jacobson. Under. Under? Not even thinking about it. Why? Why are you going under? Because it's
0: the Bears, or why? No, absolutely not because it's the Bears. I just until until Justin Fields is able to throw consistently like I know every time I say like oh just or people make fun of Justin Fields like oh he can't throw he can throw he's a freaking goddamn quarterback of course he can throw he can make the wow throws every now and then but the thing is his biggest problem is is consistency he can't consistently make the routine throws that you expect your starting quarterback to make he is phenomenal on the ground he is a great runner like he did some things last year that actually like like I Look, I'm a fan of Justin Fields, okay? I love them coming out of the drafts. You and I love like- running quarterbacks in general because you love Anthony Richardson
1: too. So are in general, are you <laughs> one of those guys that loves those run first quarterbacks, throw second? Is that the type of style you like to play with?
0: That actually might, there might be something there because I'm also a big Jalen Hurts fan. There you go.
1: Yeah, so- <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm I get it. There's a the lot guy. of people that, I'll give you a pretty example. My father is mad about Jordan Love. Why? Because he doesn't feel like Jordan Love's going to run. And he said, if you don't have a running quarterback in the league today, you're not going to win as much as you should. So that's his big knock on Jordan Love is he doesn't run enough. And I don't. I told him, I don't know what it's going to look like when he gets 16 games. He may run or 17 games. He may run more once he's the actual starter I mean. uh, and, and now playing as a backup uh, behind Aaron Rodgers. We'll have to wait and see. But there's definitely
0: something to guys and teams wanting those, those running quarterbacks right now. The thing is, if Jordan love like this goes back to playing within the offense, if he plays in the structure of the offense, he don't he won't have to run, you know, Uh, unless he absolutely, you know, things break down and he absolutely has to. I don't see them having
1: design runs for him, though, like they did for fields in Chicago. I don't think that's happening.
0: Probably not to to, uh, you know, that extent, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, there's there's a couple read options in there for Jordan love. I would not be surprised one bit. Yeah, I'll be interesting to see. So, all right. So what do you love about fields? I just think he he's he's a little bit of a project. Like when he does make those throws, it's it's impressive. He just looks he he looks poised. You know, when when he has to play the quarterback position like down to, you know, you know the um actually throwing the here? football. Yeah correct the the intricacies of the position is what yep. i meant to say when he has to do that he looks poised he looks calm i i, I just i enjoy him as a passer i love them coming you know coming coming out of college so if it comes down to that then he can lead your football team and he can make the throws necessary like i said the biggest thing is just he can't do it consistently so he hasn't shown us that yet we have <laughs> we have no idea whether he can or not but that's one of the big things i love about him i love that they they Luke Getzi has been able to kind of like tailor the offense to his strengths. They're using his mobility. They know they have a, a arguably a generational scrambling quarterback so far. For sure. And they're making the most of that. Now I know people like to say like, you know, the, the big knock against quarterbacks like that is, you know, they're going to get injured easier. They're going to, you know, you're going to deal with more lower body kind of, kind of issues. But I think field is sturdy. He, he is a big, strong, sturdy guy. I think he can handle, you know, the, 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 Wear and tear of doing things like that. I've just I've just been a fan of him since coming out of college. I hated that he landed with the Bears, but who do you like better, Stroud or Fields? Fields. Ugh, I can't actually. Ah, no, I can't actually. I take no. Stroud all day. Yeah, no, I would take C.J. Stroud. He's a lot better. Lot better of a passer. Yes. Like, like, yeah, like absolutely. A- immediately. Yeah, it, it's going to be fun to see. If I if I was lining up these quarterbacks,
1: Stroud would be my first quarterback. And I love Alabama. I'm an Alabama fan, but I, I can't. I can't get past the the smallish uh, size thing with Young, and I know in today's NFL, oh, you don't have to be that big, and his accuracy is through the roof, and da da, da 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 And I get all that, but I still worry about injuries. I still worry about having these gigantic offensive lines and him trying to find windows, and mm-hmm. I, like all of that stuff, I think is still a concern for me. Where I would rather take the bigger, stronger, physical guy in Stroud uh, and let him play that position. That, that's where I'm at. How would you line up quarterbacks? Who would be your number one if if you were needing a quarterback? at the
0: top of the draft come coming out of this year's draft yep cj stroud at one anthony richardson two oh, Bryce yeah. young at three oh. we'll levis will levis at four you're anthony richardson love this
1: look All
0: i right. I, well, I, if
1: the colts, I if the colts draft of the god you're going to be on my speed dial every time something <laughs> goes
0: right or wrong i promise you i'll the have i'll the have day. my phone nearby look i know he he's shaky as a passer he he has struggles with kind of accuracy Generous. issues Excuse me. You're being generous by saying he's shaky, (laughs) but yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He has accuracy issues. Like I, I know that, but I think there's a lot there to kind of, to, to sculpt, you know, there's a lot there to work with He's He's, he's going to be a project. He's going to be a developmental guy, but I think there's a lot there to work with. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, He is uh, Zach Jacobson. (laughs) Check him out again. Packers beat writer for CBS
1: sports. Of course he's running Packer report now uh, as well. Follow him on Twitter and it's Zachary J. Thanks so much for coming on, man. And uh, have a good weekend.
0: I appreciate you, Sparky. Thank you for having me.